That Comic Smell comic issue number one is now available to buy. Join David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka and Tom Stewart with guest artist John Tucker as they create their first anthology together. Buy your copy today at fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com Go to fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com today to buy your copy. Welcome! to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. It's about four miles just that way. No idea whatsoever what that is. <laughs> well, uh, this is this is Bob, a 1980s children's TV character, and although the puppet was French, the uh, guests were all English, so we we kind of got them all. And every week, one new one will come in, and they'll be like, "Oh no, I've missed Bob." But Pob was quickly banned from TV because he spat on the screen and wrote his name. And us uh, impressionable school kids, and even when we were teenagers, used to do that to uh, Windows. But this is, this is the uh, present that Tom got me for Christmas, and I am proudly wearing it. Well, as I was saying earlier on, yeah, I think lockdown has affected <laughs> many different ways. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> Excellent. And Bob speaks in a very high pitched voice. Nice. I remember nice. that yeah, thing yeah. spitting at the screen, but I think it's only because you told me about it, Mike. I don't actually remember it. It from brought the time. back depressed memories. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Spit the Dog. Yeah, he, he was he was pretty good. He was in adult game shows. I forget the guy who had him. Um was it Bob uh, I yeah, forget. Bob Bob uh, Bob. <laughs> Bob. Bob the Carole Builder. Jeez. Who was Bob <laughs> Carroll Bob the Builder man. What a dick. Bob the Builder. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was. It was Bob Carroll uh, Bob Carroll Bob yeah. not bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and in case anyone's wondering, Bob Carroll uh, is still doing pantomime. Oh, they all are. <laughs> or, or at least, uh, at least uh, since um, well, before lockdown. No, he's still doing it. <laughs> he's still in his still in his house. Just doing it to a mirror and crying. That's right. It's behind you, Bob. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> Looking in the mirror. I'll never get back to that. Uh... Yeah, I was Hello. thinking, uh, 
I was thinking of wearing the T-shirt Winnie the Pooh style just to show how much I revere Pob and standing up every now and then, probably turning around and just revealing that I, I'm only wearing the T-shirt. <laughs> well, then I thought, nah, I better wear trousers just in case... Um... Yeah, you're fucking right, you I better wear trousers. <laughs> no offence, Mike, but I've just had my dinner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading some comics, guys. Oh, nice. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you what they are. I've been on a Star Trek binge, as I've mentioned to you guys. Mm-hmm. So I got um, Star Trek 1, Star Trek 50, Star Trek Special, Bill Sinkovich cover layer, Ooh. which I thought was nice. I don't know if that's coming that up. I remember, I remember seeing it in the photo. Did I show you this before? You know, I'm losing my mind. Have I sat here and showed you these before? No, you you sent us a quick no, WhatsApp picture. I that sent was you all. a photo, yeah. That's yeah, right. that was all, but still. That's, so, that's the number one by DC, isn't it? That's it, 1984, yeah. Yeah. That was the most that's expensive one. That was about that's, six quid. That's a nice colour. George, George Perry? Yeah, yeah. It's got all that detail. Yeah. That looks really nice. Yeah. Do you know, what, reading these... I actually hadn't really thought about it before, but you know that ongoing problem with the Star Wars comics where they would, after the first film, yeah. they, would, they would make up a load of stories, yeah. and yes. then they would get this, the Empire Strikes Back, and it, and that would contradict half of what had happened in the. Uh, Star, it's even worse with Star Trek because Star Trek Two ends, and Spock's dead and all that. Spoiler warning if you've not seen it. <gasps> And then they come back. And then this, the, the come back illogical. They come back to Earth and have like a, another two or three years of adventures. And then Star Trek Three starts up, like the same day Star Trek Two ends. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so then after Star Trek Three into Star Trek Four, the same thing happens again. So they've had all these years worth of comic stories that just cannot possibly have happened in the movie uh, continuity so that's entertaining and amusing to me so do you know what I actually bid somebody is selling the entire third or fourth series of Star Trek comics the way that whatever way you want to count it but the the 1989 to 1996 DC series all 80 issues somebody is selling them as a lot on eBay and I actually put a bid on it today (laughs) You know, it was how, quite much, a, how much is that? It was, eight, it was eighty comics, right? And I thought, you know, I might, I might do that. Anyway, I put in quite a high bid, but if it goes any higher than that, I'm, I'll just leave it. But, and I always put into account the price of post and packing. So to send that, it was like fifteen quid for the postage. And I thought, right, I'd be willing to spend such and such, and I took fifteen pound off that, and then I put in my bid. So, right, was, okay. so I might be getting a box of eighty Star Trek comics. <laughs> <laughs> Just what I need. It's fun. <laughs> I thought, well, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, why not? And the other thing I read was this Peter oh, yeah. Conrad comic called "This Was 2020," <laughs> and this is. Um, this is a book that he does pretty much every year just because he does little odd comics throughout the year about things that have happened. Now, of course, last year was the uh, 
the COVID pandemic year. You're joking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you read this, you'd know that. So you, could actually, you could actually learn things. What was that? Probably <laughs> what? And he, he actually, I got to know this guy. He was in the, he was in an uh, anthology that I was in in the early 2000s. Mm. A bit like Tim Kelly was as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I really, he was the guy that I like his style. So I, it's just little, it can be one panel a page, one panel a day, and it, or it can go up to three. It's just like this, this was a good one. I don't know if you can make out that picture. The guy stood mm-hmm. there. He's on his treadmill. He's saying, I, I got a treadmill. I got a treadmill, but it was a piece of shit. <laughs> I love that page. I wrote and told him my favourite page was the treadmill piece of shit, and he wrote back and said, "Yeah, it is a piece of shit." He started going on about it again. <laughs> so it's, got a, it's got a nice style. It's quite loose. It's got sort of. I think he's got his brush pens and his brush and Andy's and his regular pens. Nice. And then he's went over it. I think he's got tones. Very Kachalka esque. Yeah, in a way, because because of the single panel, and it's got quite a lot of space in it. Reminds me of a mixture between Kachalka and the guy uh, that did that Pyongyang. What's his name? Oh, oh yeah. Guy something. Guy Delisle. Yeah, Delisle. Guy Delisle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I look at this one. This isn't a funny one, but he's just like looking behind the couch there. I don't know. It just says. The cat died. Oh, so it's it's not just gags; it's it's emotional as well, and it's how, just little events. How did you get that? Oh, it's on sale. He's got it on sale on his website. I can't remember where it was. Ah, okay, it's on it's on Amazon. Oh, is it? Yeah, Amazon.com. This was twenty twenty. Peter Conrad. Oh, there dot com. Yeah. Ah. That's the link. That's the one. There you go. Now you know. That explains it. Uh, paperback eight ninety nine dollars. I looked up on .co.uk and got nine. Uh, oh wait, no. Kindle version. Yeah, Kindle as well. Six dollars fourteen. It comes up on the UK one after all. Paperback six pounds fifty eight. There we go. It's worth a read. It's I th- good. I think I've got six pound fifty-eight left on my gift card, so I am going. Ah. I am going to get that. Ah. The the very the very opening panel. This is the start of the book. He's sitting and he goes, "I don't feel much like drawing." That's your starter. I don't feel like drawing. Nice. So that's a good one. And then the other thing I started reading this week is one of my intention fails. The Batman Steve Engelhardt nah. Marshall Rogers Marshall Rogers, yeah. Really, really enjoying it so far. It's really got that late 70s feel of the Batman comics that I can imagine this being exactly issues that I would have picked up then. Mm-hmm. So it's quite nostalgic even though I've not read it before. So I've read two chapters of that so far and enjoying it uh-huh. I really like that one yeah you, you recommended that 
before, mm. didn't you, Mike? Yeah, back in Tom's old kitchen. Yep, back in the day. What was that? Mm. Sorry, I totally apologies, folks. I totally missed that. I was uh, too busy ordering that book. I was, I was, I was just saying that uh, looking through um, this was twenty twenty again with fresh eyes. It's actually a piece of shit. So <laughs> I'm just going to throw it away. Well, sorry, did you say you ordered it? Oh. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> cancel, cancel, cancel. No, just, uh, just, just getting rid of that right now. No, no, not at all. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, good. Yeah, David doesn't tell you that Bob personally comes in and delivers your copy. <laughs> Do you know uh, what? There's an amazing bit in this comic, right? And I thought, wow, this is not this is not the UK. This is definitely America. It's just it, it's just it's just like this oh. here, and it's and it says blam blam blam. And the story on this bit is: one night, some dude decided to start shooting on our street. Twenty-eight shots total, and there's the picture of somebody outside on the street just firing their gun because they've gone bonkers. I looked out the window and watched the guy shooting. You know. And that's just given to you in the same uh, style as, you know, today, today the bins didn't get picked up or whatever, you know. Fucking hell. Yeah, I didn't realise that it was uh, an American artist. Yeah, he is. Yeah, American. Yeah. Americans I heard a noise during the day. Plink. Turned out to be a dish just randomly exploding in the cupboard. What the fuck? So it's just like normal things, but you know, the way normal things can be extraordinary. <laughs> like, what? An exploding dish? Well, yeah, I, so there you go. I had, uh, I had a wee bit of money left on my account. I, I ordered a few things. So that was, the, that was the last of it. I only got 43p now, so that was good. I was looking for something and so I'm glad I'm glad it's on there cool that's good I'm glad that's on its way that'll be here Thursday uh, what was the Batman th- the Batman thing you were talking about were you talking about Batman, Batman. was yeah, it Strange cold. Apparitions that's no we were talking about yeah. your yeah. kitchen we were having yeah, a conversation these... about your old kitchen it's one of these Eagle Moss books you know those collections yeah yeah, yeah. Sale. Uh, it's got Hugo Strange in it yeah I think I got that Strange yeah. Apparitions Ah, hang on a wee minute. Okay, hanging on. The first chapter's got the calculator in it. The villain's called the calculator. <laughs> My gosh. And you think, right enough, in the late 70s, calculators were exciting if you were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Steve Englehart? Yeah, that's right. Nice. Um, My one's, uh, my one's Titan books. Uh, soft paperback. Yeah. yeah. It's yours like hardback, Eagle Mine's Moss. is far superior to yours. <laughs> I don't know, mine's is uh, older. <laughs> it's just a classier phone. It's good. It's from the past uh, reprint piece of crap. It's, yeah. a, it's a DC graphic novel collection, Mike. <laughs> Actually, that one you got, Mike, that was in the library, I remember. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you saying you, you had a wee flick through it and you there was a the page you really liked. Let's see if I can find it. 
And it just showed you classic, classic comic book mentality. Oh. It's uh, the, the penguin decides to leave a clue by having uh-huh. geese, geese flying in the penguin's profile. <laughs> nice. That is good, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know it's not a spoiler for you because you knew about it, or, or at least you did then, unless you forgot about it. I didn't, I've thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I'm leaving. That's all I'm saying about it. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've lost Tom. Tom has decided to take his life. I mean... <laughs> take his life? Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> so are, we, are we having a battle? Are we having a battle away from... to see who the host is? <laughs> Yeah, he's taking life away from this kid. He's going elsewhere. I don't know what he's doing, uh, but he's had enough. <laughs> so I was going to say Tom's decided to end the podcast, and that's it over now. <laughs> but you just thought Ed with he's killed himself he's killed before himself. I had a chance to say that. So. <laughs> he's reborn. He's a new. Ah, yes. I'm not happy. Yes. Um, I found uh, I found mine in amongst uh, amongst all that as well. Yeah, I got it in the in the Zavi thing, Zavi yeah. sale. Yeah. So I've got the same superior copy, Dave. So yeah, oh. Mike, you're your shit. <laughs> you are fantasizing. You're, you're all in a fantasy. You're delusional, yep. both of you. <laughs> Mine is more original. Uh-huh. I've, I've probably got pages and pages of extras which you guys have uh, uh, been neglected uh, from uh, we get a whole extra issue in there thank you very much a classic from the golden age is in the back there So, uh, yeah, but, in how the words, much did you guys pay for yours? in the words of uh, <laughs> K.R. That, Roberts that be you dick. There. <laughs> I, I probably paid about a pound for this because I was working in the shop that sold it uh, got it for bugger all because it was on an, an offer. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that was at the time. That was at the time Zavi were doing the. It was like ten for, what was it? It was like ten of them for like twenty quid or something like that. I can't remember something along those lines. So uh, yeah, so we, something like that. You forty of them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I got a bargain there as well, Mike. So uh, come on, keep coming, keep coming. What what makes yours so special? <laughs> because I've handled it. It's my property, which makes it far superior. Okay, I'll let you off. my very essence uh, has uh, enlightened anything that touches it. Uh, Doesn't mean I've done anything filthy to it. Just means I've uh, my by my very. Being, I've uh, elevated it beyond the uh, scope of normal graphic novel. No, I heard you were a dirty bugger. Pages <laughs> <laughs> are all dry. I got a couple of things as well, actually. Um, just, I got a couple of things the other day. I've got a couple of things on the way, um, but I'll share them next time. I, I, including, this was 2020 now. Mm. Uh, I got Please Don't Step on My Jinko Jeans by Noah Van Skyver. Oh yeah, it's actually a lot smaller. It's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. I thought it was big. It's actually mm. it's just a wee thing, but it's uh, it's got actual, it's got red pages. Oh, I like that. Side. Yeah, it's lovely. It's a fan like of gra- it's a fan of graphics bad boy, but I don't, I'm just not a fan of that new logo. No, it's a bit like the one you know. It used to be ladies right in the in the pen, and it looked yeah. like. Uh, <clears throat> 
It's a bit like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh well, nah. they'll get another logo at yeah. some point. Oh, probably. Just wait a decade or two. I'm just a fan of the old Daniel Klaus one, you know, the shield. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nice. You got to love a wee bit of No Van Skyver illustration. <laughs> that wee yep. tashied man. Can you tell what he's used to colour that? Oh, multiple layers and I think it's half digital, half brushes. Uh, I know he takes it into Photoshop and everything as well and jazzes it up and stuff. So, yeah, he was doing experiments online the other day where he was doing multiple layers out of tracing paper and then he'd scan them in and do different layers with digital colouring and stuff. He just tries different stuff here and there. So, yeah. It's, uh, he's got a YouTube station, Mike. You can check it out and see his wee videos cool. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and also, King Cat Classics. Oh. John Porcelino. Nice. Yeah. It's actually, that's a lot thicker than I thought it was going to be. That's a good mm-hmm. weighty tone. Kill. Yeah. Yeah, you could kill a man with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotta love it. Wee bit of John Porcelino in there. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, that and uh, Bubbles fanzine number nine. Mm-hmm. I started reading that. Do you know what? I was reading uh, there's an interview with Simon Hanselman in here. And it's a good interview. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a really good interview. Um, yeah, but it's. Uh, you know, interview with Simon Hanselman, interview with Annie Koyama of Koyama Press. Uh, there's some comics in here. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some good stuff. Looks like Prince. Yeah. Yeah, it did look like Prince. Uh, oh, there's actually a... I hadn't noticed. There's actually a King Cat appreciation page on the back. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, there's loads of stuff. Comics you should read. Um, uh, there's, there's loads of things. There's a big there's a big list of like pages and pages of covers because it's comics that um, what's his name? Oh my god, where is it? Tezuka Osamu. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like all the stuff that he was involved in. Mhm. Um. So it's literally there's pages, <coughs> pages and pages of covers and like the numbers and who was in it and everything underneath. It's really cool. Really cool. Like I'm talking like six, seven pages of them and just all the different covers, which is really smart. There's a wee bit of pogo there as well. But yeah, that's worth it. That came from the states. That actually, for coming from the states, the the postage wasn't actually too bad on that. Which makes me wonder why Fantagraphics are charging like thirty bucks to have a T-shirt sent. Well, <laughs> yeah, twenty bucks for the twenty bucks for the T-shirt, thirty bucks to have it sent. Mental. Anyway, that's what I've got. That's the, that's the recent ones. That and I've just been reading Black Sad. Mm-hmm. Which I finished. It was good. I've reading the the Tarzan book that I show on the last um Oh the 
Oh wait, that was that wasn't the Cuba thing, big was it? Uh, yeah. No, no, it wasn't the Cuba. No, the, no, no. Uh, Hogarth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah classic, classic Tarzan. So I'm enjoying that very much. I'm about two thirds through, but very. I mean, the the panels and how there's no speech bubble, so it's all illustrated in the panels, and then you see a little. All the dialogue or anything is at the bottom of the panel or at the top. Um, but I'm looking at it, and then, and you can see how age and how, uh, for example, the close close-ups were done into the main characters, and it's kind of they have postures like it was like the old cinema movies. Hmm. Oh, and oh, yeah. That's that's quite interesting. And then at the same time, it has very dynamic panels when Tarzan jumps or fights or is with other animals and there's you know there's all kind of things there so it's certainly is I can look at it for hours it's, it's fantastic it's really really good I'm enjoying that a lot actually I'm doing that quite quite a lot uh, I'm gonna mention this although it's not something that we can get here it's a book I got by uh, Dolmen Editorial, which is a publisher in Spain, and it's called Oh Kirby. Oh, and it's a lovely hardback book about two hundred odd pages, and it goes essentially all his from. His biography from he was a child to all the data they know, you know, got married, all the work he did as a comic artist in the late 30s, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, 70s, 80s, etc. Um, really nice, very, very well, uh, yeah. with lots of photographs. Um, there's a photo, Jack Kirby mm-hmm. and Ross. Oh, mm-hmm. oh excuse me. You know, that was when great. They were, yeah. uh, you know, some of his. There's other bits and pieces. This is a one of his first works he did, Count of Monte Cristo. <gasps> yeah. A You're story. Kidding. Yeah, that's one of his first jobs. Um, it tells you here the date. Oh. Nine, September 1938. Oh. Wow. It was published in Jumbo Comics number one. Text, art, and inks by Jack Kirby. So, yeah, there's, there's all, all, all kind of curiosities. The, the guy who's written the book, he has spent a lot of time in research, getting interviews, corroborating data, facts, the whole, he has the whole list of all his works, which is amazing. At the very end, there's an annex with all the Jack Kirby comics. And again, a photo of the king there in his years. And he has, you know, that's just all his comics, date, title, etc. I mean, there's, there's hundreds. Because it's no, it's, it's a really good book. I, I really enjoyed that very, very much. Looks uh, great. But, yeah. 
uh, as far as I'm aware, it's only been published in Spanish. Um, but really good. Really enjoy that. And I'm going to show this to... The only thing I don't like is at the very end, they've done some... They got illustrations from different artists, from characters Kirby, but they are not Kirby artists. They are all, all artists. And but this one is for Mike, because he, he loved that. That's by Alan Hughes. Oh, Christ. It's Big Barda. <gasps> by Alan Hughes. Hello. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Mike has gone all silent. It's <laughs> 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 <The> in <skin> shock. <laughs> <laughs> interesting lots of curiosities it goes through all the different publishers he work um, there's lots of photos uh, there's tons and tons of stuff here to be honest uh, very enjoyable book i do hope they do in english as well it's well worth to do in english this one you need to start translating that nando hmm. come on Ooh, that's a lot of work to translate. Get that entire book translated. I'll give you a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> See the actual comic pages uh, with the speech <laughs> bubbles, the ones that were actually texted by uh, Kirby himself. Are they in English? Uh, like the, the they, Count of Monte Cristo, is that in English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they put the originals as hmm. they appear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the guy they put it in English, yeah, yeah. But that's one of his first, Jack Kirby's first jobs, 1938. So, yeah, he was... Uh, and at the end of the book, he's put um, these few lines signed by Stan Lee at the very end of the book. And he says, I'm going to translate it as he goes, because it's, it's, obviously it's in Spanish. Uh, allow me to finish saying these words. I think Jack was one of the greatest. He was the most honest artist, one of the best skilled artists, one of the hardest workers, and one of the ones that you could trust that I have ever worked in comics. If you told him that he needed to do a comic for a specific date, he would deliver on that date. He never, ever was late. His work was always incredible. All that they said about him are more, and he was fantastic. So just as a version of that. So yeah, that's a quite nice touch put in there. And the book starts with Kirby saying, what is a good artist? A good artist is that person that has imagination and the ability to narrate a good story. It doesn't matter how good he can draw, what is important is how he is or she expresses what he wants or she wants to communicate. So it's not so much how well you do it, but actually that you can do it. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
Uh, I've been reading this. this is a fantastic book. I enjoyed that very, very much. And I've got a few things coming on the way, but I'll mention them on the next post. No. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, they are on the post. The first two volumes of Eagles of Rome by Marini. Oh. Nice. So they are coming. Uh, they're coming for my birthday, so. Yes. Good. Soon. So, pages <laughs> that you go back to look and look again to find inspiration. What was that the title of it? Something like that. Or anything? It was a. It was an idea I had floating in my head for quite a while. That. So I was thinking the other day. There, there's lots of comics I, I go back to again and again. And they're not necessarily the most dramatic moments, but they're moments when I read continuously. Uh, maybe even like in some cases gaps of maybe like a few weeks or a couple of months, but usually I, I read them quite frequently. And I wondered if you guys had the same. Just pages? Uh, yeah, pages, stories, entire books. Uh, see, I picked up, I, I, I thought you meant something entirely different. <laughs> I thought you meant it was pages that you were like obsessed with that you thought about all the time. Um, like, because I was sure you said something about like the pages that distract you from even reading other stuff. Yeah, they they will. But when I was meaning other stuff, I wasn't necessarily meaning other comics. Uh, I was meaning actual uh, other work that I might have to do in the meantime. And then I, I come across one of these, and I'm like, yeah, what a chill out. So what I'll do is I'll look at some of my favourite comics, but quite often I'll re return to the same same scenes. And they could be a few pages long or entire books. Oh, you see, I struggled with that because I was taking it very literally as a page from a comic. Yeah, same. I, a page from a comic. I have comics that I go back and read regularly. Maybe I read them once a year you know, or maybe, you know, there, there'll be things that I go back and read and read again and read very often, but not necessarily I pick up one page because I, I was lost and said, well, what, what can I pick up? There's so many things I like. There's so many comics I, mm -hmm. I go back and I like to read. And that could be from Asterix to, you know, V for Vendetta or X-Men or, you know, just just whatever there'll be something that there'll be different reasons and how i like to go back to it so i was mm -hmm. struggling with that one mike i'm sorry yeah that totally changes everything i wouldn't worry about it i mean what you've got is probably going to be pretty pretty interesting and good so yeah i guess yeah yeah i've stopped worrying about how to interpret whatever the ideas and just actually make whatever I think of it be well that's what I'm thinking of it I mean for instance I the first one that came to my mind was from Bone right early early issue of Bone I think I know what you're going to say yeah the uh, the chase with the, the rat creatures yeah and the and the purely visual element here of them jumping through the snow the three top panels and you can actually almost see it happening like it's moving. 
and that that was the page I read and thought this mm -hmm. Jeff Smith's incredible. This is amazing. This is issue two. <laughs> you know, I think the first one I thought, yeah, this looks really good, and then, but then reading that, it was whoa. So that has always stuck in my mind as a great page. Do you know what I'm? Car I'm just going to carry on. To yeah, another obvious one. From the old classic Watchmen. Ooh. My fa my favourite issue number four. The Doctor Manhattan in the opening page, mm -hmm. where he starts to think about his life, and he's looking at the photograph and. That, that page, in terms of art and the storytelling, the writing is great, you know? Mm. And in a way, that one page sums up the idea of the whole issue. Yeah. He's talking about how he's going to drop... What is it? It's like, I'm going to drop this photo in 10 seconds or something, and then he talks about it, and he's like, seven seconds now, and then he's like, whatever, and then he drops it, and that's it. So he's, it's a great idea about time and how this character perceives it and i just love that page so much past present past present and future but yeah it's all the same, same. Have, yeah all the same for him it's all cross and so good. And, that, and, and lead into that idea of you know if you knew it was going to happen why didn't you stop it you know and then he says something like no you know I can see the future the way you can see the past. You know, it doesn't mean I can change it. And I thought, God, that's good. That's such mm -hmm. clever science fiction writing, you know. Okay. And then I'm going to go to one of my childhood favourites again, never very far away from from mentioning good old Al Williamson and his empire. This uh... page... This page yes. of uh, Luke in the in the uh, Wampa snow cave hanging upside down. <laughs> I love that page so much. And again, it was Archie Goodwin's writing that really sold it as I read it. The way the way he says um, the growl echoes again, nearer, too near. But that is not in Luke's mind now. Only the saber, the saber moving. And suddenly, it is in in the picture, is it in his hand? You know, it's beautifully done. It's quite static imagery, but the writing gives it. You can you can see it happening. So I've always loved that page as well. Really good. And I've got um. I've I've got to pick. I've spoken about this one before as well, and it's my old favourite from the Kirby Hulks <laughs> with the, the the ringmaster story from from the Hulk and this oh, yeah. page where the, the Hulk um, flies down through the air and crashes into the into the circus and then punches the guy out at the bottom I just love that page so much I'd love to buy it but I've not got a spare three million pounds oh well <laughs> maybe, maybe one of these days. Do you know I've got I've got another thing that I thought I could show you here, and it was, and it's a, another Star Wars page that I've talked to you about, and it was from the Cantina. But what I wanted to show you here was uh, in Star Jaws. You know Robin Barnard. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. he, he redraws them and then does um, different type and I was t- and I was telling him I really that's one of my favorite pages the one in your recent issue uh, and I said how do you do it and that and he told me he does it a3 and he he leaves the bubbles out and all that and then the next week I got this parcel and Robin had sent me his artwork oh wow done the, the page the, he's redone the page so it's one of my favourite Star Wars pages and it's Robin's Robin's uh, version of it Christ and he, he just sent it, he never even told me he was going to Wow. it was like seeing as you like it, here you go, I've used it I'm done with it sort of thing <laughs> oh, brilliant jeez so I'm really chuffed with that that recent issue was good, Star Wars Oh yeah, yeah. It's so it's so wacky, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I read every issue, and I just think I've not got a clue <laughs> what is going on. I, I never understand why Robin does anything he does, you know. But it's just endlessly fascinating. Yeah, I've even discussed it with him, you know, on DMs and charts and stuff. And we've went right into it, and he's explained it, and I'm like, yeah. And then I get to the end, and I go, yeah, but why? Why are you doing it? You know. <laughs> So it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I love it. Star Jaws is great. So that that's what I brought along, guys. I don't want to hog any more time because, as Nando said, I'm sure we could have all had about 5,000 yeah. comic pages yeah. each. So I've, yeah, I've, got, I've got five honourable mentions and five ones that I'll actually <laughs> tell you about. <laughs> But it would be it, it's the reason why I've got honourable mentions is simply because if I did the same topic next year, any of them could be in the top five. So it kind of mixes. The first honourable mm-hmm. mention would be the early uh, interactions between Spider-Man and Venom. There was a couple of them where he basically this was the first time Spider-Man re- uh, faces an opponent who's very similar to himself, and that was the old. Todd McFarlane versions. Uh, I also would put the Starscream Christmas special of Transformers, uh, which was a British uh, comic a few years back. I'd also place uh, Battle Angel Lita when she first met Figure Four. And the story Thor Blood Oath, uh, there was a a chapter in which uh, Volstagg, the uh, larger of the Warriors Three challenged the Great Eagle to a drinking contest on top of the World Tree, which was uh, a pretty good comedy scene for uh, what was meant to be quite a, a serious story. And um, my last honourable mention will be when the Hulk faced Doc Samson in the Marvel Omnibus Annual. Uh, which had my favourite single comic page where Doc Samson knocked the Hulk out after after he was uh, ba- trying to battle holograms and his illusions in his head. So um, I shall bring on my other ones. Uh, Dragon Ball Volume 2. Dragon Ball Z Volume 2, that is. When Piccolo meets Gohan and got some nice dialogue in the original some good artwork this effectively is Piccolo has has grabbed Gohan the son of Goku because he knows that there's going to be an even greater challenge and he sees power in Gohan 
and he discusses with them how to how to best get that training. But it's uh, it's a pretty brutal scene because uh, Piccolo, of course, this is more the sort of evil version who who started off in the original comics. So he he has Gohan threatened and he abandons him in the middle of a wild landscape full of uh, prehistoric bloodthirsty beasts. He's uh, he is quite brutal in this, and the reader is just left thinking. What on earth is going to happen to Goki's child? Because he's left out there in the wilds. It's uh, black and white, basically jet black and uh, white. So there's no shading in in this particular chapter, and it's all done by uh, Akira Toriyama. Uh, another another one I've got is One Piece Volume One. Another very popular uh, uh, um, uh, manga. And this is when Luffy, the main character, met Zolo, the uh, swordsman. But um, in in some translations, instead of being spelled Z-O-L-O, he's spelled Z-O-R-O. So there's a little bit of confusion there. And when he sees him, again, it's uh, mostly dialogue. Zolo, I'll call him Zolo. Um, He's... uh, He's held prisoner by the Navy, which turns out to be a, a challenge. If he if he's there for a month, you'll get released. But of course, the uh, the naval commander there is a little bit on the corrupt side. But the dialogue between Zoro and Luffy is uh, is pretty good, and he's also got a wee boy with him uh, who's uh, who wants to be a naval officer and basically sees corruption in there. And then there's a little girl goes in and feeds Zorro uh, uh, a rice cake. But it's uh, there's not much in the way of action, but there's some really nice uh, nice drawing scenes. You can see Zorro's Zorro's stare is uh, is quite piercing. Mm-hmm. Looks evil. Um, he's uh, he's often called things like the demonic presence of the sea or the the uh, unholy beast of the waves and things like that. And it turns out, of course, it's more legend to his own legend, and he doesn't ask to be called these things. I've got a graphic novel, uh, The First Hellblazer, Original Sins, and it's uh, the chapter which has Constantine's first encounter with the demon Nergal. And again, this is negotiation going on. This is uh, Constantine <clears throat> having to come up with a deal to not just save his own life, but um, the girl known as Zed is going to give birth to the next messiah or the next god on uh, earth. And Nergal is going to put a spanner between the works because he knows that if this happens, then the demons are going to be pretty much wiped out. So what he does is he has to negotiate with um, <clears throat> Constantine who is basically has every single bone in his body from jumping out of a train while he's being harassed by ghosts of his uh, of his friends. And Nergal explains to him the advantages of joining up with him. And it's, uh, it's set in a hospital bed, in a hospital ward, which huh. is not what you'd expect in uh, classic comic scenes, but I think it's been, it's been done brilliantly. Dialogue is pretty good. The, uh, the the artwork's really good. 
and you get the feeling of Constantine. He's basically between stuck between a rock and a hard place. And then uh, the brutal um, uh, recovery of Constantine is when that moment Nurgle sticks uh, a needle in his veins and gives Constantine the healing powers of a demon's blood. And you see the, the absolute pain going through his face there in the, in the imagery. Uh, the next one's a single comic, X-Man. Um, it's... Uh, I think the, the the cover has been drawn by someone different on the uh, the actual uh, the actual comic itself because of the the difference in the style. But here, uh, Nate Gray, who in one dimension is uh, he's a he's like a, he's not quite a clone, but he's um, sort of genetically engineered in that he's the offspring of Cyclops and Jean Gray, and Sinister, Mister Sinister, has done this. And then he's gone over to our dim well the the uh, canon dimension. Who's that, where... Mike? Mike, sorry. I'll uh, I'll get the uh, I'll get just, the credits just, up for you. Just give me one one person from it. Uh, the artist is Steve Scroche. It's S K R O C E. Steve Scroche, yeah. Yeah, Scroche. Okay. And the uh, the writer is Terry Kavanagh. So anyway, uh, Nate Gray, his encounter with Mr. Sinister from his own dimension is uh, extremely traumatic because Sinister has killed basically most people he knows alongside Apocalypse, who's killed lots of other people. So this version of Sinister is not the one that's caused him so much harm. But again, he's managed to capture him and he's, he's negotiating with uh, Nate, this version of Nate, because they are trying to fight off an enemy called Onslaught, who's like the uh, the pre like the uh, aura of uh, Professor Xavier and uh, Magneto all in one, and he inhabits this sort of shell-like body. But he's extremely powerful, so Sinister's trying to use uh, Nate to uh, fight against Onslaught. So again, he, he's mostly they're mostly discussing and arguing with each other. There's not much action, but at the very end, Onslaught <coughs> uses a trap and he captures he captures Nate Gray, and you can actually see when he disappears, there's a an upset and disappointed sinister. <laughs> um, for for a lot of people who are fans of this, there's a massive advert at the end of it with. Uh, a Rob Liefeld uh, artwork. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> With a, a normal, well, normal-ish looking Captain America. <laughs> normal-ish. But then... I praise a Rob. But then, <laughs> my goodness, look at, look at the size of Thor's arm. Oh, yeah, wow. there we go. <laughs> look at that. He's taking back, isn't he? That's deliberate. Sure. <laughs> and my final, final one here... It's from one of my favourite comics, which they only made four individual comics of. It's Feud. Um, feud? Yeah, this... this uh, I've mentioned it before, but it's um, because it's obscure. You don't really see much information about it. The um, I'll, I'll try and get the, the credits for you there. It's... Uh, it was created by the writer Mike Barron and the artist Mark Nelson. 
And I think the artwork in this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the second issue is the one I'm talking about. And again, it's like uh, it's like negotiations for a trade deal. And you have uh, you have uh, a kite. Now, there's five species involved here. Four of them are industrialized. The kites are the ones that do the, the, the hard um, artwork, the storytelling, the poetry, the architecture. They're like pterosaurs. And one of them is sent down to meet uh, a grunt who are the agricultural miners. So they'll do they'll do work in fields and then work in mines. And the uh, the kite that they've chosen to do this is called molasses. And he's a he's a funny underachiever. He thinks he's not got any skills. And then while he's waiting, he does he does this fancy little bit of uh, uh, modeling while he's waiting. Uh, for the grunts to see him, but the grunts are hyper slow. So he ends up meeting one called Speed, whose metabolism is on overdrive. <laughs> so of course, uh, you can tell with this sort of uh, deal they're doing, it's uh, everything goes tits up basically. And um, But the negotiation between the two is quite funny because what the grunts need from the kites is guano to fertilize their fields. So so this the grunts will hold this sort of barrier against them and their enemies, whereas the kite steal in this is to shit all over the fields, which uh, they plan to do in uh, in um, coordinated uh, defecations. Fucking hell. It's a, it's a brilliant bit of artwork, brilliant comic, and I cannot compliment it enough. And they only did four issues, uh, which is... Uh, in a way, it's a shame, but in another way, it's uh, it's good because they, they they cut it at its peak. You never had any like ongoing stuff, so that's my uh, that's my list. Christ. Wow, I mean, I I've never thought I was going to hear these words about a comic, but coordinated defecations. Yeah, <laughs> yep. You sold it's it not, to me. It's not a term they used in the comic, but it's what I'm using. <laughs> Wow, you're a poor uh, <clears throat> Mike, are you uh, you got a creative team for the uh, the Hulk thing that you were on about? I I, I just got that and no more. Um, that, that was that one of the. John Byrne. Think so. Right. Uh, so I go. Yeah, go for it, dude. <clears throat> so stop, just. Um, a couple of things, three things actually. Three things. So, things that I go back and read or read regularly. So, I I love Gallagher by Cleese Clerman, Alan Davis. I love that. Um, not necessarily this issue, but I love all of them. This one in particular is on a saga where they travel to alternative dimensions and uh, the cover of the comic, and you can see at the back some alternative versions of some of the Marvel oh. characters. You can see a quick <laughs> silver, there's a <laughs> America and Deathlock, there's a Loki Thor, there's, there's, there's many different versions, alternative versions <laughs> of comic character. That's just fantastic. Just a little thing there. Um, 
and the art inside is well it's I think it's Alan Davis at, at his best. It's just great stuff um, he does here with the fights, the conversation. There's, there's a in this particular saga, there's more humor and there's a touch of kind of what well, reminds you of the Justice League uh, in a way. That's sort of humor and action, and it's a good balance of comic, to be honest. Is that um, the Enchantress I'm seeing there? <laughs> uh, yes, you've seen the Enchantress. No, that's actually Megan. You've seen Megan. Ah. Uh, one of the characters from uh, Excalibur. Um, but there's there's many. Uh, an alternative version of the Fantastic Four appears here as well. There's there's many of them. Uh, so yeah, uh, Excalibur by Cleus Claremont and Alan Davis. I go back I, and read or reread very often. Uh, they even put them, even Davis draw themselves, draw the creators there, uh, sitting down, Chris Claremont with an X and, and Alan Davis with an A. <laughs> or it could be actually a caricature of John Barn, actually. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Chris Claremont and John Barn caricature, you know, as a caricature there. Sitting down in that panel, hmm. but yeah, it's <clears throat> Excalibur. That's I recommend that. Another one, completely different. Big oh, nice. data. I always go back to that. Um, there's lots of moments or pages that, or or episodes that you go back the story and I was I mean they're amazing there's like the monologue that he has with the the statue of justice this fantastic monologue dialogue because it's kind of a conversation that V does all in, all in his head all very theatrical um, that moment is, is really good I quite like this page uh, where that's in the first issue, so the first episodes of the B. Mm. Spoiler alert, where he has his vengeance and he gets the doctor if you haven't read it, but there's a moment and the doctor says, oh, there you are going to kill me. And he says, I killed you 10 minutes ago. Hmm. You were asleep. And it's just a panel. And you go, bloody hell. It's, <laughs> it's just that, it's that moment. Uh, and she says, is there any pain? And he says, no, no pain. And she goes, good, that's good. Please, can, can I see your face again? And then he removes his mask. You don't see it because we are from yeah, yeah. way And then... And then she goes, oh, it's beautiful. And it's it's just this uncomfortable conversation, this whole thing. I think it's just a page, but it's, it's great. Dialogue, story. It, this is one of the comics I always read back very regularly. Um, I know it has age, and I know there are many things that now they've been used and reused in other media and other comics. I still love it. still hmm. go back, read it, and read it. 
the level, okay, the element of surprise is not there because I know it's coming, but I still enjoy it very much. Yeah. And finally, um, Hey. I picked up this one. It could be any, any of the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just open a random page, and I just love these two panels. And we have Calvin. <clears throat> three. Yeah, you can have page. Mm. And it's just great. And Calvin says, you know. Sometimes the world seems like a pretty mean place. And Hobbes goes, uh, well, that's why animals are so soft and huggy. <laughs> and Calvin, yeah. And then he just cuddles. And that's just it. It's just a good feeling. That is just gives you a good, a good smile. Hmm. It's just beautiful. It's just, you know, it could be any page, to be honest. But yeah, it could. It could be it's just brilliant stuff. But yeah, that's three examples of comics that I go back and reread very regularly. But it could be many, many. Yeah. It could be the the the, the, the pff, could spend hours. It could be uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil. It could be you know um, I don't know some stuff from Watchmen. It could be. The Death of Captain Marvel by Jim Starlin. It could be X-Men by Claremont and John Byrne and what they come from. It could be very many. Thor by Simonson. You know, there's tons. Tons. Yeah, tons. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Tom. Yeah, sorry. I was kind of spacing out there. It was kind of, do you know, I was just reminiscing on that Calvin and Hobbes page. It's nice. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, hey, well, I, I got the wrong end of the stick, so here's uh, here's <laughs> here's some pages that I just gush over, um, really. And recently on the re on the reread, and I'll probably read it again soon actually because it was just so good. But Black Sad, um, oh. and Red Soul. Particularly the page where Blacksad smashes the crocodile character through the window, and then yes. has a big massive punch up with him. I mean, look, look at that power! And he just, you know, he gets smashed over the head with a chair, and you know, he's wiping blood off him and everything. And it's just, do you know, what? it's not. Um, it's, pre it's a pretty violent scene, but I wouldn't say it was graphic. It's just done in such a beautiful movie noir way that it's just, oh, it's just gorgeous. I love it so much. But I, I actually seek out that page ever since first reading it because that just it's so exciting. It's so exciting and really gets the blood going when I'm reading it as well. You know what I mean? Uh, there's an explosion before it as well, which oh, Christ. I mean, just insane. But anyway, uh, well, technically, I would say Black Sad then, just through and through. But those that, those pages in particular, um, I think whenever he has a fight, it's uh, it's exciting stuff. But there's just loads going on within this. Um, there was actually a really good short story at the end as well. That was that was nice. It was about friendship. It was really really good. 
Um, yeah, really enjoy that. Oh, um, oh, ow. Sorry, something just stuck in my foot. Death of Superman. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been reading that for years as it is anyway. But there's a particular page within it. Well, a particular two pages. I was going through it going, no, not that one. No, not that one. You know, looking, going, I'm sure there's something in here that uh, like I would obsess over. And uh, I think it's... I think it's where it's one of the times that I think Superman then gets involved and they've put like all all of them have put like some sort of beam on him so you uh, what's his name Blood is it Bloodwing is that his name yep yep uh, he's got like eye beams on him Superman's got eye beams on him fires hitting him with intense heat and Guy Gardner's got the ring on him and Booster's Blasting his gloves at him, and and it just sort of doesn't make a dent at all, and it just rips what's what he's wearing, and just that look, like honestly, every time I read that, it's just like you're fucked, <laughs> and he's just going for it. It's that that intense stare, yeah, and then just boof, and he's off. You know, they're all sitting dumbfounded, like, what the fuck? Like, didn't put a dent in them. Look at those eyes. Like, <gasps> and Superman's recoiling. And just the next page, he's just like, bang! Smashing through them. Like, you know, nothing. It's inti- Yeah, like, absolutely nothing. All of them have just been hitting him with this thing, and he's like, thanks for that. Smash. You know what I mean? And he doesn't. I've only just realised Doomsday's got nipples. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, he probably doesn't in newer iterations. Um but he uh it's also the fact that he just doesn't say anything. Like nothing. And what always really creeped me out about it as well is he has like it creeped me out but it really fascinated me. Is he he has like almost like a jail cell for eyes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're they're actually like bars across his eyes. Mm. Oh, it's so creepy. I mean, it's essentially. I, I, I know what you mean about the speaking, because in some of the animated versions, they they had him actually talking, and it was like um, like a, a low sort of growl. And I preferred it when he didn't speak. Yeah. So that kind of made things a bit more intimidating. Yeah. You, you didn't know what his plan was. He was just like rage. Oh, it was just there was just nothing to it. He came out and. They they introduce him by you know he, he smashes his way it's just like a fist smashing his way out of the out of the cell and then when he's eventually outside it's just him like standing on a cliffside a bird comes and lands in his hand mm. like the bird comes and lands in his hand and then it's just like oh. just crushes it kills it and and you're Sweet. just yeah and you're going. Man, this guy's such an asshole. You know I mean, and it's yeah. funny because for the first wee while when he's fighting, he's fighting with his hand tied behind his back because <laughs> he's still encased and, in that have stuff. You the, have you noticed the little subtle thing there? It's a bird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bird is a plane. Oh, Superman! You know, it's yeah. a bird, and it just does he smash up a plane later on? Uh... Or he smashes up Superman. 
Yeah, I think I think he just smashes up. I think he just smashes up Superman. I don't think there's a plane involved. Uh, uh, that was a good catch, though, Nando. It's a bird. Crunch. There's, there's a really weird bit where where he's Superman's fighting somebody else, like some gang, and they go and th- like try to go throw a grenade, and Superman mm. takes the grenade off of him and then rams it into the mouth of the other guy. Ah, claw. <laughs> and I'm sitting going, yeah. I'm sitting going. I'm assuming Superman's been up against him before, because otherwise he's just blown that guy's head off. <laughs> That's not very Superman-like, you know. I think they're, I think they're regular foes yeah. of, of Superman, and some of them are meant to be really powerful. So when you see, you you see um, Doomsday, um, infiltrating the sewer and the, the the prison where those guys are. And he manages to kill a bunch of them just single-handedly without any effort. But the one that gets the grenade chucked in his mouth, he's one of the more popular ones, so they didn't want to sacrifice him yet. So you don't see him uh, being uh, going up against Doomsday later on in that in that novel. No, none of the bad guys go up against them. No, the, the, there, is, um, there is later... Um, the, there's this really huge one with the small head. He's, he's in there... And the the little one with the large brain, he's he's in there as well. Going up against Doomsday. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, towards the end of it. Hmm. I'll, uh, I'll just grab it. I'll see. Oh, I've got it just now, Mike. I'm going through it. <laughs> uh, I kind of think of. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I guess in a way he does take out a plane because he takes out the Blue Beetle's bug. Oh yeah, there like, you go. Shrek. Yeah. Right through it with a bit of wood. Right through it. Boof. Insane. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, he kills a deer. He kills a deer. Come on. Yeah, he grabs him by the neck and snaps his neck just for the hell of it. And then he just grabs a whole, like, a big bit of wood slash tree and just smashes through. Do you know what? I'm wondering if there's meant to be an analogy with Doomsday that he's killing off nature or whatever. Because he does, he just smashes up trees. Destroys a plane, kills Bambi. Yeah. Just chops down some trees as well. Yeah, terrible. Uh, Follow me in, Katrina Chapman. Specifically, this page that I went for with the waterfall and them sitting on the edge of the waterfall. It's really nice. Really, really nice. Um, but Follow Me In is one that I go back to every now and then as well. Um, it's just a really well put together book. And to see all this, like the fact pages and stuff like that as well, it's just amazing. I mean, I absolutely love when there's that whole thing in Mexico. And then all the little sort of factoids and stuff about it, and the wee speech bubbles and stuff. It's good. It's really nice. Really like it. Um, there's probably loads of other ones that I could have picked, but it's a good solid hardback as well. Love it. Um, and then I kind of cheated. I was because I was thinking it was a single page. I kind of cheated and thought, well, this is a single page 
poster comic. Sido <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. by John Tucker. So I was like, oh, it's a single page, you know. Yep. Um, but Sido's amazing. I love it. And that is one that I, like, because I had it up on the wall for so long, like, I've got I've got the other side up, the poster side up, just with the, the cover. Um, but I had it up with the, the comic for so long. I used to actually just sit and read it, like, every couple of days when I came in the room. I'd just sit and look and go, ah. Oh. <laughs> read along with it every time. Um, I still do occasionally, because John's, John's got it on his, uh, his digital collection as well. I can sit and read it through that and that. But yeah. Um, they're probably the ones I come back to the most. I, I thought Dave was going to say bone, so I didn't say bone myself. Because just, bef <laughs> just, cause just before that... Know. Yeah, basically. Because just before that bit is the bit with the snow, when it just falls in the sheet. Yep. And it, it actually has the big sound effect bar across it. You know, it's two panels. You can see it coming down above them. The bit in, in the middle is the sound effect just saying thump. And then underneath is just him with the snow, and it's like right up to his neck or whatever. It's so good. He's like, oh, figures, you know. <laughs> um, a good one. Yeah. Aside from that, I would have said probably pe peanuts because I read peanuts quite a lot. Um, I was gonna say Wicked and Divine because I've read the first volume quite a lot, but I just went back. Sounds really bad, but I went back and just skimmed it before we came on. I went, yeah, it's alright. Um, I wasn't as taken with it. I maybe need to sit down and actually read it again. It's been too long since I've read it, so I'm, I've just kind of went off it a wee bit. Uh, yeah, God, there's loads of stuff. I'm sitting looking at the shelves. Read. Uh, yeah, I'll sit when I'm when I'm sitting downstairs with nothing on or whatever, and I'll sit and read because it's silent. I'll sit and read Jim Woodring, like, um. Because I've got Weathercraft and uh, Poochie, Poochie Town, yeah, um, downstairs. Um, so I'll sit and read them. But there's loads of like just random pages and stuff up online and stuff that you can look at as well. So yeah, that's probably about it. I had a wee project uh, a few years ago where I I made a strip of wallpaper to put over a door, mm. and I made it up from. A load of pages I chose from various DC and Marvel comics. Oh, nice. Fav favourite ones from when I was a kid. So I could have named any of them. It's on my blog actually. When I did it, There's a, I took a photo of it. I've still got it up. It's it's on my it's on my door in my room here. Mm. So. Unscrew the door and let us see. <laughs> I think it was called. I made wallpaper. That was the name of the blog post. And then there's this photo of it. I mean, it's got loads on it, like 20 or 30 different pages of different things. Mm. Legion of Superheroes and just loads of different. Ghost Rider, Green Arrow. Yeah. Nice. nice. I made wallpaper. <laughs> Say our cheerios and goodbyes, because it's yeah. <laughs> fire. It's nearly time for me to go anyway. Yeah. 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 Mm. But it's been good. Bye, it's been mm. good. I enjoyed that. Yep. That was good. Thank you for sharing time with us. Cute. It was fun. It's always good to speak to you guys, to see you. Right. Okay, gents. 
Thank you very much. To send us any comments or questions or just to say hello, you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thatcomicsmell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp. That Comic Smell comic issue number one is now available to buy. Join David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka and Tom Stewart with guest artist John Tucker as they create their first anthology together. Buy your copy today at fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com Go to fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com today to buy your copy.